Welcome to the State of CRM Podcast. I'm Matt Engstrom. And I'm Ben. And uh, we're back after a few weeks off. I know that it's been um, an exciting and interesting summer for a lot of people, a lot of vacations. I hope uh, everybody in the audience has been enjoying it as well. Uh, and we are looking forward to posting on a regular basis uh, once again. So now that everybody's back in the office for the next few weeks and uh, have, uh, have enjoyed some of summer a little bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So uh, today we're going to be talking about something pretty relevant. I think uh, obviously at the top of a lot of marketers' minds, especially folks in the retail category, but also beyond as well, which we'll, we'll talk a little bit about, and that's back to school. And I know that a lot of marketers have been planning for this event as it is a major uh, consumer event for months now. Uh, but we're going to talk a little bit about how actually there's things to consider even in the moment when you're marketing and things to, to uh, they can help you build strategy even, even after you've sort of launched campaigns and you're starting to get learnings from them and whatnot. So uh, back to school is obviously a huge consumer opportunity, uh, not just for sort of the uh, tent or, or, or related products around like, um, you know, school supplies or apparel or some of the different categories that come to mind when you think of back to school. There's also opportunities for other products as well that you might not necessarily directly associate with students or going back to school. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But I think, um, you know, Ben and I were discussing this a little bit in advance and, and he was talking a lot about kind of that opportunity and how there's a lot of potential different consumer products you could push for an event like this where pocketbooks are opening and consumers are going either in-store or online to shop. Um, so uh, kind of kicking it over to you, Ben, how can a you know a marketer be strategic about this with all these potential opportunities? Like how can they, how can they push uh, so many things in a product catalog that might be relevant? Yeah. Um, yeah. Back to school, as I said, that's, that's, uh, uh, that's the moment, the, the period, the events, uh, for the next weeks. Um, next week's back to school communication, we see that's across all industries, uh, for sure, for everything related to, uh, to students, but, uh, but uh, that can be a, a, a any type of products. And uh, like other periods in the year, actually, I mean, when we see, I mean, all day season, uh, Black Friday, back to school, uh, Mother's Day, I mean, there are a lot of different events during the year uh, for, for sales. Uh, and uh, back, to, back to School is one of them. The specificity of Back to School is there is a big focus on certain type of products uh, often. Uh, some other are most likely not the ideal product for, the peri- for, for this period, but uh, I mean, we never know what are the situation for, from every consumer, every every people out there so that can be an opportunity for for everyone and all i mean that being said that's that mean if you are a retailer uh and you are selling products you might have a lot of different products to promote or offers to uh, to uh, to showcase um and the question is coming like every big event the question coming is how do you promote all these products to your consumer, to your database, to your user. And you have, I think, two different choices. If we want to simplify uh, all of that, two different strategies. One is just ticking the box of promoting, showcasing all the product with the minimum effort as a marketer. 
that's being and building, sorry, uh, infinite skyscraper product lists. So you are sending a communication listing everything at once. Uh, so that means you are building effortless communication, building one creative with everything into it, selecting a mass, a, a, a huge audience, a mass, mass communication. Um, yeah, that's a way to try to showcase all your products to your entire database. The issue with this strategy is uh, first, you have to make a choice which product will be the first one, what, what will be in the hero banner, what will be the second line, third line of product or offers, and, and you, you need to make choices. So what's apparently is a, a good solution, an easy solution to communicate with your stakeholder, with uh, your colleagues that want and want their product or their category to be highlighted in, in the communication and saying that, oh, that's in the newsletter and they will be happy. Yeah, but if they are displayed like six kilometers after scroll <laughs> scrolling yeah. from the the head that's that's once uh, that won't appear um and you know that i mean consumer they don't they don't I mean you don't scroll to the bottom of the newsletter or maybe you scroll to the bottom but you don't look at what is in the middle oh i mean there are a lot of different yeah. cases and and there are a lot of analyses out there that show that's that that showcase and and and, and uh, explain what are the reading uh, rate of, of uh, your communication, but you can't promote everything and uh, everything can, can't be highlighted at the same time in the same communication. Um, not, I mean, we'll come back on the, the audience selection uh, later, but uh, the other issue with this type of approach of, of strategy is that uh, some of the provider, like uh, Gmail, they are not even longer they're no longer displaying the full email. So when it's too long, in some cases, and that's their criteria, uh, I had some newsletter uh, with, with the, the call to action, uh, with the, the stop, and I'm talking about this uh, message saying that's, do you want to see the rest of the, the content? There is more content, but do you want to see the rest of the content? And, yeah. and as a user, you have to click to say, oh, I want to see more. I already saw a lot of product, and I have to click and confirm that display, uh, I will be displayed more products. Um, and for the same sender, sometimes I have the message, sometimes not. So, I mean, yeah. that's really, that's not random, but as a consumer, that's random. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that's not random on their side, but that's that's an issue because you, as a marketer, you think that you are promoting some products, even if they are low in the in the, in the ranking of, of uh, of the the communication, uh, they are appearing really low in the, in the bottom of the of the communication, and actually they are not displayed. So yeah. you you don't know if they are they are really ex the, the, your consumer are exposed to this product, um, and can guess that impacts the performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think um, you know, like I think you were mentioning that there's there's sort of like a, another element where I think marketers assume then if they if they sort of personalize that skyscraper that somehow that will generate more engagement. Um, and, you know, like marketers use different data to be able to say like, you know, hey, so-and-so and like personalize the messaging and whatnot. But to your point, if even in a personalized skyscraper email, the the products at the bottom are or, or in the middle or wherever they're not getting attention are simply just going to be ignored. And potentially like those, those nobody's going to purchase something that they, they, 
they they aren't exposed to that they're not there's no advertising for so um you know in in a world where you have lots of different products to promote and a short potential window that's another thing too you know back to school these different tentpole events as we call them there's a short window of promotion it's not like evergreen you have an opportunity to hit it and then that opportunity is over until the next year so even even in this case there's sort of like this urgency around it which i think then lends itself to exacerbating or amplifying the the reaction to basically start throwing things into long emails or blasting out your database frequently with different you know offers that may or may not be relative to different folks and i think like you know obviously um there's a better way around that and, and you talk a lot about uh marketers needing to not 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 take the not take the lazy approach basically there's yeah. there's a there's and, a better way and and, and spoiler alert yes you have to roll up your sleeves that, that's require more work uh but you you need to work a little bit more or differently to get better results um the other approach is to be relevant from the beginning yeah uh, you were mentioning uh, the personalization we're not saying that personalization is a uh, is not the, the the way to go that's the right path for having a personalized relationship, building a personalized relationship between your brand and your consumers. Yeah. Uh, the issue is to have uh, everyone received somewhere this uh, four product uh, personalization module at the bottom of the, of the communication. I mean, that's bringing nothing. One of the reasons that I'm sure that's bringing no value uh, to you as a marketer is that if that was really working, you would have put that module uh, instead of the hero banner yeah. and, uh, in first place uh, in your, your communication. Um, uh, and so the way to be relevant from the beginning, as you said, that there is really a short amount of time to be relevant for this specific back to school period is to split your communication, to organize them by type of product, type of offers, categories, and send them to the right audience. Um, so that's mean making shorter communication, focus on one type of product, even on one product sometimes, um, and being sure that you are selecting the right person, yep. the right audience for this communication. Yep. Because as we were mentioning uh, on the lazy uh, solution of uh, doing a skyscraper email uh, or communication, but uh, talking about email right now, uh, you are making a choice for the one, two, three products, the priority of your product in the communication. You will do the same, but some people receive the what would have been the number four or five in your skyscraper as a top banner because they have a better interest. And no, that won't be a one-on-one -on -one personalization communication, but guess what? That's not what we are. You are, you are doing uh, on the other side. Neither. That's. I mean, you are making a choice to promote and to showcase one product with a higher pri priority than the second one, and that's user that is interested in the fifth, sixth, yeah. seventh one in the, in the in the newsletter. They may be not showing see it, or the the image will be smaller, or whatever. The, the solution of building multiple communication will give the same type of exposition, 
same type of display size of the of the image for the people who are uh, interested by this product and that's where you get more uh, performances that's where you are more relevant because you will have you will have really an accurate product showcase to a group a small group of people with interest f- uh, for for this product yeah and i think with like with, with the ten pole events and like obviously we're talking specifically about back to school um you know that understanding that data is so important and it becomes a bit more challenging because um there's sort of this element of sh- like shifting consumer behavior from what is the norm in the ways that people not only what they buy but how they're shopping um you know whether it's in store or online you know uh the holiday season versus back to school versus whatever tent pole we're talking about uh consumer behavior and also intent shifts quite a bit and and i think a lot of marketers tend to kind of maybe overlook the fact that things are very different or even not just different from a regular period but different year over year and i know um obviously over the last year and a half or so there's been unprecedented change in in the way that people shop and back to school i think is probably a, a even more significant example of that as we know last year was the first year i think in in all of our recent or maybe total memory that a lot of people were homeschooling on at at a, at a massive degree versus people going into into or students going into the classroom and so even even that in and of itself is a massive consumer shift and this year is different than last year in the sense that we probably have a little bit of both of that happening where depending upon the district that you're in or where you're at in the country you might be still at home or you might be in classroom and all of that means that sort of the data that you could rely on if it's 6 months old or even taking the same period back to school last year is going to be vastly different from how the behavior is going to be of consume back to school consumers this year. So in order to be able to develop that strategy not taking the lazy approach making sure that you're, you know, still pushing out a high volume of products but the products are targeted towards people who are that they're relevant for and that's really the personalization that you're talking about. understanding data from like a recent perspective and being able to capture that and use it is so important for marketers developing an audience building and targeting strategy in this time period for back to school in real time. So that's that's something that people really need to be thinking a bit about is sort of the 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 data that they're actually looking at to help inform the strategy that you you just mentioned. Yeah, and and um and that changed recently. The the, the this type of of uh, behavior change recently uh, in the last years as, as you mentioned but uh, trying to give a, a, a concrete example is that like five years ago back to school period if you have to or if you know that uh, one of your consumer has a 12 years old kid at home you most likely know what they will need uh, for their back to school period to go back uh, at school uh, and year over year Okay that's cha- that's changing but everyone getting this cohort of people with 12 years old kid will most likely buy same kind of product. Yeah. If you compare 2019 to 2020 the pandemic uh hits in the middle everything changed totally. 
fine. This year, what's changed is you can't rely neither on what's happened in 2019 or the 10 previous years, neither on what's happened in 2020. Yeah. Because some, as you mentioned, that some, uh, some of us, are with, I mean, with kids will have still homeschooling, uh, some will be hybrid, some will be in person, uh, the kids will be in, the students will be, uh, kids or, or students will be in person, back to in person. So, and depending on the country, the states, the, where you are on, on, on the planets, that will be different. Um, that will change again next year, but what's changing this year is the fact that some people, that was the first time ever, they had to equip or buy material or equipment or, or some type of furniture for homeschooling last year. Maybe they, have, they had uh, their kids, their students going in person last year uh, in September. Fine, but they maybe had to buy something else or different uh, in a different way. And this year, if they, I don't know, if they bought a laptop to do a remote uh, learning, Last year, most likely they won't buy another one this year. So you can't really, what I'm saying is that you can't rely on what's happened last year and, and say that, okay, that changed because of the, of the, the global uh, situation. But th this year, nothing changed because we are still in the same type of, of, uh, of situation. Uh, yeah, but that's the second year after a first time thing. And that's, you can't rely on that data. Yeah. What what you need to uh, to do and and where you can rely, uh, what data you can rely on is the really fresh and recent data. Uh, what's is happening right now? What's your consumer are buying right now? What they are doing now on your website in your store? What type of product they are buying? That's the data you need to rely to be the more. I mean, efficient or, or proactive. And you can uh, have the, the best predictive uh, behavior uh, from this data. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, um, um, and like that data taken in, in aggregate is like exactly what you said. It's not, it's not just one consumer point, but it's sort of using that to, to identify shifts in behavior where you can use that to understand this is the type of person that's looking for this type of product, whether it's apparel, a shoe, a backpack, a shirt, uh, a pencil case, uh, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, lamp for at home schooling, whatever it is. I you see you have the, uh, your list for, for going back to school. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, your yeah. listing. <laughs> your like, your product. Exactly. Exactly. I'm like, what did I buy as a kid? Um, I, I'm sure it's changed significantly <laughs> since then, but we, I won't, I won't age myself today. Uh, but yeah, I think like to your point, there's when you when you start looking at macro data points and you start looking at kind of everything that you have like you have on on individuals, you can start to build profiles of in of people who are buying the products that that you're pushing, and that's when you once you've been able to build those audiences, then you can target your email communication or multi-channel. We're talking a lot about email, but again, like this is, that's a whole other thing about optimizing across channels for the audiences that are there. But that's when you can start sending targeted campaigns with relevant offers that are personalized for those groups of people based on what you know about this year. So it's the data last week, the data two weeks ago, 
uh, you know, three weeks ago that can tell you the most. So I think a lot of strategies from a marketing perspective, even from targeting an audience building, probably have already been set maybe months in advance in terms of these are the types of people we're going to be targeting. But there's an opportunity right now as those campaigns are running to drive people either in store or online to take a second and say, hey, what data are we bringing in now? To your point, who's visiting our website? Who's buying X, Y, and Z? Who's engaging with certain products, categories, et cetera? And then also who's actually buying these things and what do they look like? And that data is actually going to be the most important piece to help you target better. Yeah, definitely. And and the more efficient way of doing that is, I mean, nowadays we are, uh, the technology is here to help. And, and uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, data science uh, models, data models, AI definitely uh, is built and, and, and is built to help uh, with that. But you can have an internal data science team, you can have an um, audience building team or uh, I mean, a, a, a team working on, on, on building audiences. You can have a tool, a platform that helps you to do that. I mean, that's different ways to do that. They are more or less advanced, they are more or less effective, but that will be always better than doing a batch and blast. Yeah. That will be always better to bring every single product in the same communication, hoping or more than hoping, but thinking that that's the best way to expose all your product to all your customers. Yeah. That's not, I mean, that's not building a good relationship with your consumer. That's not effective in terms of performances. You are sending a huge volume at once. So your metrics, even the, the vanity metrics of the email, that the thing that you need to get away from, that's just being eyes on open uh, open rates that's not that's important to follow but that's not the metric you need to follow as the main metric all of that that's not the best way to get the best performance on these KPIs and we are talking about performance of KPIs we, I mean nobody cares about the performance of KPIs that what you want is to sell the product and achieve your 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 goals your objectives the best way to increase that and to progress and to make progress over time that won't ever be by doing more uh, mass and skyscraper emails. So yeah. um, that's the time to, to start. I mean, the, there was a spoiler alert before that, yeah, that requires more work. Uh, that doesn't mean next week for uh, your communication for, for back to school or in two weeks, you will, you will create 20 campaign focused on product or offers if you are not doing that uh, already today. But start with two, three. Yeah. I mean, the following weeks, the following months, think about five, ten. Yeah. I mean, you need to ramp up progressively, and uh, and you need to start now because uh, you'll have to do that. Yeah. Sooner or later, uh, that's the best way to to continue to achieve your goals. Yeah, and from a creative perspective, you know, you have a lot of those assets already available to you. You know, if you have you know, different product displays in a skyscraper long email, you can you can cut those up and use those, you know, to help you um, push out more specific campaigns. So also, like, you don't need necessarily to reinvent the wheel. And to your point, uh, the best the best time to start is today um, and uh, start incrementally, you know, and, and then next year you'll be able to to do even more for more precise targeting and, and audience building for for back to school. So I guess in short, don't, uh, you know, consider putting a bit more effort into 
defining your audiences based on the data that's available to you so that you can um, avoid sort of the pitfall of the skyscraper email, be a bit more targeted, and that will ultimately lead to not just higher sales, and this is what we've actually seen from clients who take this approach, is higher sales, but also uh, reductions in things that measure customer fatigue, like unsubscribes, opt-outs, things like that. So it's definitely a, a win-win uh, strategy. Yeah, and the bonus is that's on the long term, the strategy is scalable. You can continue to improve your, your strategy and improve all of that on the really long term where uh, the other solution is just a, a dead end. Absolutely. So, I mean, that was a very interesting topic uh, to be back uh, in, in, on, the, on the podcast. Uh, we are happy to, uh, to broadcast uh, our, the content and our discussion. Again, if you have topics we want to, uh, to talk about, if you have questions and we'll, re we'll answer that live, uh, you'll, you'll discover the, the reply uh, during the, the show. Uh, don't hesitate, contact us, send uh, us uh, an email, contact us on LinkedIn. Uh, we are happy to, uh, to take any question, any suggest suggestion of topics. Uh, that's uh, really uh, um, for the, the audience and you who are listening us that we are doing that. So uh, don't hesitate to, to reach out. Thank you very much for listening and uh, look forward to uh, having more episodes in the upcoming weeks. Yeah, see you soon. Bye. Bye.